The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. we begin today the new Mishnah, the new Perek, Perek Shivri'i, Masikat Sotah, starting with the beginning of the Mishnah, Elu Ne'emarim, and the Mishnah begins, Elu Ne'emarim, Bechol Lashon, the following recitations can be said, Bechol Lashon, meaning in any language does not necessarily have to be Lashon at Kodesh. According to Tosafot, Tosafot's Gilsa is Elu Ne'emarim Bilshonam. It's a big difference. Tosafot says, Uperush Kol Adam Bilshono Shu Shomeya. Which means there has to be a language that he understands. So you can't just say it in any foreign language. It has to be a language that he understands. That's why it says, Bilshonam. In their languages, as opposed to Bechol Lashon, that would sound like you could say it in any language, even if it's a language you do not understand. In any event, the Gemara now begins to list. Number one, Parashat Sota, which means the Kohen has to warn the lady and give a whole recitation exactly what's going to happen to her, etc., etc. So all that is said Bechol um, Lashon. Now, why would you think uh, it needs to be done Bechol Lashon? She says on the third line, which means the way you write it on the cloth before you erase it in the water, obviously you have to write it in Lashon HaKodesh. So you might have thought that you actually have to recite it in Lashon HaKodesh. That's what the Mishnah comes along and says, no, the writing is one deen and the recitation is another deen. So that is the Parashat Sota is Bechol Lashon Bevidui Ma'asir. That she explains us what is Bevidui Ma'asir. It means the confession of the Ma'asir. In the third year of the Shemitah cycle, a person has to catch up with all his Ma'asir to make sure that he gave his Ma'asir for the first three years of the Shemitah. And he has to come along and he has to confess, make a confession that what Bi'arti HaKodesh Ben Abayit, that I got rid of all the things that are Kodesh, I got rid of it, which means I paid all the Ma'asir to the proper to the proper place. Actually, the Pasuk says, the Atiya Kodesh. So the Gemara says that that's referring to Ma'asir Sheni. Vegan Nitati the Levi, that's talking about Ma'asir Rishon, Nagir la Yatom Almana, Ze Ma'asir Ani. So if he has to uh, say that he went there, gave his Ma'asir Sheni, that means he took his Ma'asir Sheni, brought it up to Yerushalayim, and he ate it over there. Ma'asir Rishon, he gives 10% to the Levi. Ma'asir Ani, in the third year of Shemitah, has to give 10% to the Ani. Instead of uh, Ma'asir Shini, he gives Ma'asir Ani. In any event, in the third year, he has to make this recitation again. It's called Vidui Ma'asir, and it has to be, it could be done 
Bechon, Nasud, it can be done in any language. The next item is Kiryat Shema, okay, that's the Kiryat Shema, Utfila. So from the law, technically Kiryat Shema can be done in any language, as well as Tefila meaning the Amida. Uberkat Amazon, okay, Uberkat Amazon also can be made in any language. Ushfu'at Ha'idut, which means when a person is making a, uh, a Shivu'ah, which means, let's say, um, his friend asked him to testify for him, okay, uh, on a monetary case of some sort, and uh, let's say he swore uh, falsely, he said, uh, I don't know any testimony on this case over here. So I ask him to do me a favor, I need you to be a witness for me. Because uh, I swear I don't know anything about the, the case. And he swore falsely, so even though the Shavu'ah was done in not Lashon HaKodesh, it's considered still Shavu'ah Ta'idut, and therefore he is liable. For that matter, he's Hayav Korban, obviously, in that case. The Halakhah says that if a person swears Shavu'ah Ta'idut, he has to be Korban Oleh Ve'yored. That's a, uh, a special Korban. In any event, there's another type of shivuah called shivuah pekadon, which means, let's say, a person is kofir. guy says, you owe me money. guy says, no, I don't owe you anything, or I gave you something to watch. He says, no, you never gave me anything, I don't know what you're talking about. And he makes a shivuah, so therefore he's going to be hayab, a korban asham gezelot, if indeed he is found to be swearing falsely. The Hadush of here is that the swear is made in any language, and if he's lying, he's going to be held liable. Okay, so those are the two types of shibuot. The follow items can only be said in Lashon HaKodesh in Hebrew. Okay, a person would bring his first fruits to the Beit HaMikdash, as said in the beginning of Parashat Kitabo, and over there it tells us that there's a special recitation that is done. That is the recitation of the Pasuk starting with Arami, Oved, Avi, talks about his ancestors, Al-Navan, Pradikad Yaakov Rabinu, and the whole thing over there. So that is done, Davka, Benashon, HaKodesh. Rashi says over here, Shayak Korem, Arami, Oved, Avi, Ad, Sof, Kol, HaParashan. I was going to prove each one, how you know, has to be done in the Lashon, the Halitza, okay, in the law of Halitza, which we learned in Masichet Yerabot, the lady has to tell the man, Me'en Yabemi, he refuses to make Yibum to me, that has to be done in Rashon HaKodesh, and then after that, um, he has to answer back, Lo hafasti lekahta, and then, right, he says, I don't want to take her, and then after they say, Kacha Ya'aseh La'ish, they read that Pasuk also, and they call him Bet Halus Al-Nahal, so therefore, all that is done, that ceremony in, now, the berachot that were given on the two mountains, Har Girizim and Har Eval, that were done in the times of Yoshua, that was also done in the Son Kodesh. Now, the question might be asked on this case over here, who cares? Which means all these other cases over here, you're giving me halachot. In the case of Yoshua, when they made the curses on the two mountains, which we'll discuss at length in the Mishnah, you're telling me that that was done also Normally the Gemara would ask on such a statement, which means what happened, happened. What's enough coming up for us to know whether they did those Kedalot in Lashon HaKodesh or they did it Bechol Lashon. I mean, it's just a historical, historical fact. So the, the Farsim say over here, if you're going to see in the Mishnah as well as the Gemara, a lot of the laws of the Mishnah are learned from the Kedalot of Yoshua. Which is they're going to make Gezerah Shema just like Yoshua when he made the Kedalot in the times of Al-Gerizim Nar-Eval. It was done by Lashon HaKodesh. So too, other items. So you need to know what happened there in order to learn from there to other cases 
of Amishnah. So it might not be Nogea for itself, but it's Nogea to learn from there to other situations. And we'll discuss this Kenalot uh, in a moment, and the Mishnah will discuss it at uh, length. Furthermore, Birkat Kuanim, okay, that's referring to when the Kuanim, they go up, they, uh, they bless the, uh, the people, right? She says, Ubirkat Kohen Gadol, the blessing of the Kohen Gadol, after he finishes Avodat Ayom in the Kodesh Kodashim, he comes along and makes uh, this Birkat on the Sefer Torah, uh, uh, when he reads the Sefer, and he makes eight berachot, according to the Gemara that we learned in Yoma. Comes the, that's not also in the Surah Chos, Parashat HaMelech, that's Parashat HaKel, the Parashat of uh, HaKel was read, Parashat Devarim, actually Sefer Devarim was read by the king every seven years, right? At the end of the seven years of the holiday of Sukkot, there was a special gathering in Yerushalayim called HaKel, and the Kohen would, I mean the Melech, the king would read, Special uh, reading, and that would be done. That's called Parashat Hamelech. That was done in Akel. Parashat Agla Arufa. Okay, that's if they found a dead body between two cities, and uh, they don't know from which city it came from, so they measure uh, the body to the closest city, and then the Zikinim of that city have to come along and say, right? We did not, our hands were not involved in this settlement. Uh, so the, the, the recitation is done. Before the Jewish people go out to war, there was a special um, uh, Kohen. He was called the Kohen Mashiach Melchamad. He would give them a talk. The soldiers, before they go out to war, like the Pesuk says, V'amar alehem shema Yisrael. Atem kerebim ayom lemelchamad oibichem. Ad yerach lebatchem. Don't be scared, and so on and so forth. Then he would start to tell them the exemptions. Whoever just got engaged can go home. Whoever just built the house can go home, and so on and so forth. So all that was done in... Lashon HaKodesh. Okay? Now the Mishnah starts to elaborate. Mikra Bikurim Ketza. Right? You told me Mikra Bikurim, what's the, what's the law? Which means really this Ketza of it is like a Minayim. How do you know that Mikra Bikurim is the recitation and instead of the time of the Bikurim is done? Be'afka Be'lashon HaKodesh. The Mishnah says, Ve'anita, Ve'amarta, Lefnei Hashem Ulechad. The Pasuk says, Ve'anita, and you will, you will answer or you will utter in front of Hashem, the Pasukim of Arami Ovedavi, in that whole business of it, the time of the Bikurim, the Musar is that they didn't only want you to thank God for the fruit that you got, but they want you to review all of history and use this as an opportunity to thank God for all the good things that God has done, not only to us, but to the nation at large. That's why we start. And there was a time when Laban hated us, and he tried to kill Yaakov Abinu, and you saved him from that, and then we went down to Islam, and then uh, yeah, you saved us from Paro, and so on and so forth. So therefore, this recitation is done in Lashon HaKodesh, and the Gemara proves it, which that proves it, because it says, Ve'anita ve'amarta. So what does that teach you? So the Gemara continues, Ulananu amir, ve'anu al-vi'im ve'amiru. By the curses that were done on those two mounds, Har-Girizim and Har-Eval, which we learned they were done in Lashon HaKodesh, it says over there, ve'anu al-vi'im. And the Leviim answer. So, we have a Gezerah Shavah. One person says, Ve'anita. One person says, Ve'anu. So, therefore, just like over there, we're done with the curses and the Berachot. So, to my Bikurim, also as well. Halitza Ketzal. What's the source that Halitza is done? Ve'anta Ve'amera. Again, says, and the lady will answer and say, Me'enya Bimi, that she does not want to make you boom. And what does it say by the curses? By Harit Gerizim, Ve'anu Al-Ve'im. So again, you have another Gizra Shavah, Ve'anita, Ve'anu. So you see, as I told you, that although you don't, you might not 
learn anything from the fact that the curses themselves were said by Lashon HaKodesh, and, and, uh, uh, but you learn from there, the Halitha, you learn from there to the law of Bikurim as well. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Ve'anita ve'amira kacha, Ad she'tomar b'lshon hazeh. Which means, according to Rabbi Yudah, you don't need to get to Rashaba. The Pasuk says by Yivamot, by the case of Halitha, that she will answer kacha. Kacha, like this. So the word kacha, teach me, it's got to be done, b'lashon, Hakodesh, it's got to be like this, as it's written in the Torah. So he goes with the word kacha. Now, now, what was the story over there with these blessings and these curses that were done uh, on these two famous mountains? So the Gibbara says, Ketzah. Kevad Shabru Yisrael Yerdeen, when the Jewish people crossed the Jordan River, Ubao Elar Grizim Velar Eval, Shibishomron, they went to these two mountains in the Shomron region, Shibisad Shechem, that was next to the city of Shechem, Shibetzel Elonehe More. Right? It was really that she says to Shomron, it was Etzel Shomron, next to Shomron, by the place called Elone More. Shene Emar, how do we know that? Because it says, The Pasuk says that when Ever Yarden, the Torah gives us the uh, exact location. The Pasuk clearly says that it was, these curses were done in the place called Elone Mamre, or actually next to Shomron. And the Pasuk says as well by Avram Avinu, now, Avram Avinu also passed that region. It was the Shechem region next to Elon Moreh. So the Gemara says, Just like the uh, Elon Moreh that was said by Avram Avinu was the one by Shechem, Elon Moreh that was said by the curses was also Shechem, which is the Mishnah just trying to find the coordinates exactly where this took place. So it's the Elon Moreh that is next to the city of Shechem, just like we find by Avraham Avinu. Now comes the Gemara and says, what, says, what happened? Shisha shebatim alu lerosh ha-girizim. Which means six of the tribes went up to ha-girizim. The shisha shebatim alu lerosh ha-girizim. And six of the other tribes, they went up to ha-girizim. And they split them up into the six and six. Which is the Kohanim, the Levim, and the Aron itself stood at the foot of the mountains in between the two mountains. And the Mishnah Gemara can explain to us what six one, what mountain, what six one, on the other mountain, exactly how did they divide it. So the Kohanim and the Levim are now down on the foot of the mountain. The Kohanim was surrounding the Aron, and the Levim are surrounding the Kohanim, like circle. Vechor Yisrael mikano mikano. All the Jewish people are on both sides. Shnei Amar vechor Yisrael v'skena v'shotra v'shofetav omdim mizeh omizeh l'aron. All the Jewish people, the leaders were standing on both sides of the Aron. Hafchu penehem kelape har girizim. So they turned their faces towards the Levim. They turned towards har girizim. Upatchu beberachah. They start uh, broadcasting the berachot. What was the berachah? Baruch ha'ish asheh lo yaseh peseh lo masichah. Well, blessed is the man that does not make any type of image for Avodah Zarah. Ve'elu ve'elu onim amin. Amin. And both, 12 tribes on both mountains will answer, Amin. Then hafchut p'neim k'napi har'ibal. Then the Levim turned their face to the mountain called har'ibal. And then what do they say? U'patfu b'kilala. The blessing that they just said, now they say it in a kilala. And they say, Arur ha'ish. And in both the uh, uh, mountains they would answer, 
Amen. Until they finish all the berachot. So that was the system. They would start with the keralot, the berachot, they would say baruch, and everybody would say amen, then they would turn to Ari Avam, they would say the same item they just said in the Lashon Berachot, they would say the Lashon Kilala, and everybody would answer amen as Rabbi Harkach, heviyu et abanim. Oh, then they brought these special stones that they built a mizbeach with it, ubanu et a mizbeach. Okay, after they built the mizbeach, uh, they brought the korbanot, then it says, v'sadu besid, they put limestone on these special stones, these are 12 stones that they transported with them uh, as they were going into Eretz Yisrael. V'chatvu alav et kod vrei Torah v'shiv'im lashon. And they wrote on these stones the Torah in 70 languages. As the Pasuk says, Shne'emar da'er hetev. Da'er means very clear, very explicit. So the, the Torah is teaching that there was a mitzvah to rewrite the Torah on these special stones. They left them on the other side of the Jordan River. So everybody should know what the Torah is. And they put the limestone on these. Uh, you know, we'll discuss exactly what was the purpose of putting limestone on the stones themselves. Venatlu et abanim, which means they took the mizbeach apart. Uh, after they brought olot on the mizbeach and shalamim, like the Torah says, it says va'alita alav or that, etc. And they took the stones and they made a uh, like a monument of these stones that had the Torah on it. And now it says, Uba'u velanu bimkoman. Then they went to their place of lodging, which was actually, as she says, in the place called Gilgal, and that's where the stones were erected. Comes the Gemara now and begins its analysis. And the Gemara says, Parashat sota minalan. Which means, how do you know that parashat sota can be done in any language? How do you know the Kohen, when he's reciting these uh, pesukim, it can be done in any language? So the Gemara says, ve'amar la'isha. So the Gemara says, bechol nashon which means ve'amar, he says it. He says it whatever, whatever, whatever language he wants. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the uh, she has a little uh, different uh, text over here. He says, ve'amar ila'isha. He takes out the words ve'amar kohen ha'isha because really the pesukim in the Torah the pesuk language is ve'amar el ha'isha. So he just says over there ma'ikera yadita b'sidi ve'lo garsini ve'amar kohen la'isha. Okay, so that's sota. Tanu rabbanan mashmiin ota bechol lashon shi shomat, which means you say over uh, the words of the sota, which means the kohen when he's warning, I listen, uh, you know, if you did this. This is going to happen to you, and your stomach is going to swell up, and your legs are going to buckle, and so on and so forth, and all that. All that's done uh, in uh, any language that she understands. Now, what's the purpose of this? So the Gemara says a very uh, strong words here. Almai shota, ubamai shota, almanitmet, ubamai nitmet. The Gemara is going to explain each one of these words. Number one, almai shota. For what reason? Are you drinking? He explains that though. The reason why you're drinking, which means what brought you to this item over here was your penitsut, was your promiscuity. Because you acted in an immodest way, you caused your husband to warn you, and then you did not heed his warning. You went and secluded yourself with a with that exact man over there. So that's what brought you to this over here. Which means, the reason why you're drinking is because of the pirisut that you're about to yourself. And what are you going to drink in? The mikidah shirchelis. Which means you're going to drink in a very 
ma'us type of keli, which means because she did something that was most that was disgusting, we're going to give you the drink in a very inferior type of vessel. Mikidash shalchayda, that's the uh, earthenware keli. Alma nitmet, and on what reason, uh, if you did become to which if you actually did do the act, because the water of the sota will uh, determine that, al eskes sechot v'yaldut, because you acted in a uh, in a childish, immature way with shok, with the flirtatiousness, and maybe that's what brought you to this over here. The reason why this is done over here is because we want all the ladies that are standing there to learn musaf. So you see exactly what's happening to this. They want to be very explicit with us. This happened to you because you did this and did that, and because you didn't act in a proper sanua way, and so on and so forth. All the other ladies will receive musaf. And then the Gabbara says, Ubama hinitmet, and in what situations uh this should become Tamiah, the Shogeg o Bemezid, the Ones o Birason, which means they explain to her that the only way the waters are gonna work is what if it was done Bemezid on purpose, Merason, and was done willingly. However, if it was for example Shogeg, she made she 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 was Shogeg, I could be Shogeg. Let's say they told her uh, your husband died. So she thought she wasn't married anymore. So she went with a guy. All of a sudden, after she goes with a the guy, they come and tell your husband's still alive. That's already showing it. So they, they're very clear to listen. The water's going to work only if you did it this way and that way, and not a, another way. The reason why they do that, it says, because they don't want the people to speak, uh, to cast dispersions on the water. See, if the waters are not going to work, what are the ladies going to say that are standing there? Ah, oh, look at that. The waters don't work. It's, it's, it's a joke, the whole thing. So for the Quinn, very explicit to everybody. Listen, the waters don't work in all situations. It's got to be a mezid. It's got to be done willingly, as, as like the Torah said, mezid don it's pasta. When we learned that pasuk over there, it was not done by force. Because if she was done by force, then already the waters uh, are not going to work, and so on and so forth. Or she was shogeg, like in the case I told you. This is also to be clear to everybody that's in the gallery watching that uh, you're not going to say, oh, that there's uh, no veracity to the uh, powers of the uh, water. Which means, uh, what the Gemara is asking on this question that she explains, I understand the first three questions. The first three questions is for Musaf. So the people that are watching will say, oh boy, I better be careful not to become like this lady over here. Look, look, look what brought her to this. Shok, shok, the kalutrosh. Look at the way they're embarrassing her. But the last question, which is more a halachic question, you should know it's going to work if you did it this way, if you did it that way. That's more in order to keep the waters, uh, the reputation of the waters, Clear. You know, nobody will motilaz uh, on the right disparage the powers of the mesota. Comes the Gemara and says, "Viduimaseh." What we learn, "Viduimaseh" is done bechol nashul. Let's review that again. What's "Viduimaseh"? That's the confession that the fellow makes in the third year. Let's just review quickly the lina of maasot. We know there's seven years of shemitah cycle. In the first year of the shemitah cycle, a person has to give. Tirumah, Tirumah goes to the Kohen. Then he gives Ma'asir Rishon, that's 10% to the Levi. Then he takes another 10%, it's called Ma'asir Shini, he brings it up to Yerushalayim and eats it in Yerushalayim, where he can redeem it and take the money of Yerushalayim. In the second year, the same thing applies. In the third year, instead of Ma'asir Shini, he has to give Ma'asir Ani, he gives 10% to the poor people. But in the third year, he has to be, he has to be up to date. So he has to come along and make a testimony. Listen, I'm up to that. I paid all my taxes. I paid the Maasid. He showed up. I paid Maasid. I did everything. I have no, no outstanding, uh, you know, entitlements that belong to the Levim in my uh, possession. So the Mishnah said that Vidui Maasid 
uh, is done in uh, what language can be done the chod lashon. So the Gemara says, how do you know that? So the Gemara says, we do imaser minala dichti v'amarta nesnei Hashem loecha piyati akodesh minabad v'yalif amira nesota. The chod lashon shomer. It says amira uh, by the word by by the parashah sota. Right? We we learned that already. By sota it says v'amar laisha. Right? The queen says to the isha, and it says by we do imaser v'amarta. So just like by sota, the amiraz mechol lashon. So by vidui maaser, amira amiraz also done mechol lashon. Amar le Rav Zvida bayeh vilaf amira meleviim. Why don't you learn gezeras shava from the leviim from the curses on Hanukkah Yisim and Hanukkah Eva? Also says amira. It says over there ve'anu aleviim ve'amiru. And we know ma le'alan b'lashon hakodesh afkan b'lashon hakodesh. Which is if you make a gezeras shava amira amira, you couldn't learn from the leviim. Right? And we said the Benachon Klo was done, Dafka B'lashon HaKos, it also says the word Amiraz. The answer is Danin Amira Geredata. Ma'amira Geredata. Ben Danin Amira Geredata. Ma'aniya Amira. Right? Which means, if we have a choice to make a Gezerah Shema, we'd rather learn Amira Ta Amira. Masha'en Ken by the Levi'im, it says Ve'anu Ha'levi'im Ve'amiru. That's Aniyan Amira. That's not similar to this Amira alone. By Sotaj, it says the word Amiru. By Vidui Ma'afin, it says the word Ve'amiru. By Levi'im, it says, Ve'anu al-Levi'im ve'amiru. So therefore, it's better to learn it from Sota. Comes to says, Tanya, we have a Vraita. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer, Adam Omer Shebaho ve'kol namoch, u'bnuto ve'kol ram. It's proper for a person to praise himself in a low voice and to talk, you know, the, the, the not nice things about himself, it's better to do that, ve'kol ram, to, to talk uh, out loud. Right. When it comes to vidui ma'asir, the pasuk says ve'amarta. Now ve'amarta sounds like he does it in a low voice. Why are we doing a low voice? Because there you're speaking your praises. I gave all my ma'asrot. I gave all my entitlements. They don't say it so loud. Don't pat yourself on the back so loud. Say it in a low voice. But things that are disparaging about yourself, it's better to say it ve'kolam. How do we know that from mikra ve'kurim? Why? Because in Bikurim we talk about our bad ancestry. Who are our ins- original ancestors? Lavan. Lavan tried to kill Yaakov Avinu. Lavan was over Abu Lazara. So our, and the Pasuk says by Bikurim, Ve'anita ve'amarta. Ve'anita means out loud. So the negative things about oneself is proper to say out loud, whereas the, the um, praise is better to say uh, to oneself. And the Yabara says, so you, say, you understand the difference, because by, whenever it says the word Vahanita, Vahanita is mashma, you say it out loud. By Bikurim it says the word Vahanita, because that's Ginut. By, uh, by Bidui Ma'asid, it doesn't say the word Vahanita, it just says Vahamarta. So what does that teach us? You do it in a low voice. Comes the Gemara and asks, Ugnuto Bikulam? You tell me that things of Ginut you're supposed to say out loud, Vahamarta Bikulam, Mishun Bishwam in your height. The same Bishwam in your height said, Why did the rabbis establish that the tefillah should be done in silence. Which means you pray to Amidah, you pray it in a low voice. If you remember the Gemara in Berachot uh, taught us that we learned that from Hana. Because it says, by Hana ve'kola lo yishameya. Now when she was praying, her voice was not audible. So we learned from over there that when a person prays, it's supposed to be in a low voice. But what's the reason why it should be in a low voice? So the Mishra when Yochai said, Kedeshelo lebayeshet ovrei avera. Right? Which means when a person is praying, he might be confessing some sins. So we don't want the confessing of the sins to be done out loud. He's going to get embarrassed. So therefore the Gemara says, 
do it in a low voice. So he should not be embarrassed of his sins. And the Gemara brings the proof to this. Which means the same place where they slaughter the Qurban Ola, which is not brought for a sin, is the same place where they slaughter the Qurban Khatat, meaning in the northern part of the Beit HaMikdash, but Safon, that's where they slaughter these two Qurban Ola. Why do they slaughter the Qurban in the same place? Because the Torah wants to protect the Kavod uh, of the sinner. Which is, if you have a separate line where they stand when they bring sins, so everybody knows oh, it's the sinner's line. Everybody knows the guy committed an Amirah. So they mix them up with the guys that are from the bringing the Qurban Ola, so nobody will know uh, if the guy committed a sin or he's just bringing a Qurban Ola. So what do you see from this uh, point over here? You see that things of Ginut, things of shame, you say in a low voice. So what do you tell Rabbi Shimon, your eyes contradicting himself. In one place he said that what the Ginut you're supposed to say in a uh, in the loud voice. And now he's coming along to say what the Ginut you say in a in the low voice. So make up your mind. We'll say it out loud. We're supposed to say it low. So it comes again what on says, Lo tema ginuto, ela ema sa'aro. Which means there's a difference. And Bishamom Yohai that said you're supposed to say something out loud, that's referring to a person's sa'ar. Which means when a person is talking about his sa'arot, uh, the troubles that went over him, like in the case of Lavana uh, Arami. Right? That was a headache plus. What he did to us. So his sa'ar, his things of headache, you know, his troubles, he should say out loud. But his genut, but things that are derogatory about himself, he should say in a low voice. So there's a difference between his sa'ar and his genut. Sa'ar is done out loud. Genut, like the Amidawi, confessing his sins and things like that, it's better to do it in a low voice, not to be embarrassed. Like it says in the Pasuk by the Mitzvah, Yikra which is when the Mitzorah is uh, walking out of the camp. So he has to scream on top of his lungs, and he has to say, Tameh, Tameh. He has to announce to everybody as he's walking out, Hey, I am Tameh, I am Tameh. Why does he have to announce that he's Tameh? So the Gemara says, He has to announce his Sa'ar to the Rabim. He has to let everybody know that he is indeed in distress. Why? The Rabim Mibakshim Alav Rahamim. In order that men, that the people will... Pray for him. So you see, on the contrary, things when a person is in distress, it's a good thing for him to broadcast, to let other people know, so people will be able to pray for him. And for that matter, if something happened to a person that was distressful, he should tell the people, in order that what? People will pray for him. In the olden days, the custom was the person had a tree that was sick, a sickly tree that wasn't growing properly. What did they used to do? They would tie a ribbon on the tree, a red ribbon, so that anybody was walking by, they would say, oh, this guy has a, a tree that says a problem. They would stop, make a special tefillah. So you see, when it comes to a person's problems, it's a good thing to publicize it. Because he'll have the commiseration of other people, and they'll pray for him, and they'll, uh, you know, it'll go away. The classic example that the Gemara brings over here is worthy to, to make, uh, make a point. Is the Mitzorah. The Mitzorah, he is already filled with sarat all over his body, right? He cannot stay in the camp. He is tamir. He has to go So on the way out, he's screaming to everybody, Tameh, Tameh. Now the simple interpretation why he has to broadcast it to everybody is to get out of the way. He doesn't want to miss Tameh anybody on the way out of the uh, out of the camp. You know, people see him, they don't know what he has. They're shaking his hand and so on and so forth. He has to say, Tameh, Tameh, I'm Tameh. Uh, the Gemara learns the Baba come out from this, that the poor get poorer. Which means it's not enough that the guys of his mitzvah, 
But he has to broadcast it. He has to announce it in front of everybody. So it's, you know, it's adding insult to injury. But our Gemara is saying something different. Our Gemara is saying the reason why he has to announce it to the people so the people will know that he's in distress and they'll come and pray for him. Oh, they flush it. feel better and so on and so forth. So the Hafez Chaim says on this Gemara, he says, I don't understand. We know that there's a rule that a person uh, is better off when he prays for himself more than even if somebody else prays for him. Where do we learn that from? when uh, Yishma'el was uh, dying of uh, dehydration, right? And when he was with his mother, Hagar. So it says that Hagar was praying for her son, and Yishma'el was also uh, praying for himself. So the Pasuk says, Ki shama Hashem et kol God answered Yishma'el. So, so here we learn that well, when a person prays for himself, it's more effective. So then the question is, let the Mitzvah pray for himself. What is he trying to enlist other people to pray for him? Hey, Tameh, 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 help me, pray for me. Just pray for yourself. That's not the same an amazing thing. Where is prayer uh, uh, a product? A prayer is a product of a person's mouth. That's the way we pray to God. Tefillah, the pit. Now, for a prayer to be effective, uh, the mouthpiece of a person has to be uh, in working order. If the person's mouth doesn't work correctly, if mouth functions, so then the prayers that can come out of it are not going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the main reasons why a person gets leprosy is because he speaks Lashon Ara, because he uses his mouth for the wrong things. He maligns people, he, uh, he spreads gossip and rumors and so on and so forth. So therefore, this Mitzorah, his biggest problem is that he has a malfunctioning mouth. And therefore, he can't pray for himself because the mouthpiece is broken. So therefore, he has to now say, listen, I, I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah, you're right. Normally, praying for yourself is better. But that's if you have a mouth. But if the mouth is dirty and the mouth is soiled and the mouth is broken, so therefore, he's tied up. So he has to scream to others, hey, I'm Tameh, Tameh, could you, could you pray for me? And that's why the Mephashim say, if you'll notice that before the high holidays, uh, specifically before Kippur, before we go to the service of Kippur, the uh, most solemn moment, uh, so to speak, is the Kalnidre moment. You ask yourself a question, what exactly is this Kalnidre that we're doing going into Yom Kippur? We're making really a, a formal Hattarat Nidarim. We're absolving ourselves from all the sins of speech. Kalnidre, Veneduye, Veharame, Vekunname, Vekunnehe, Vekunnehe. These are all different sins of speech, whether we swore falsely, whether we said something wasn't proper, we didn't keep our word. And the question is, why should we open Yom Kippurim What's the Kalnidre? What's the logic? And the explanation is, we're now about to spend the lion's share of uh, the day in synagogue, praying. Which means the service of Yom Kippur is done with the mouth. Five tefillot. Uh, before we're going to expend all that energy in the tefillot of Yom Kippur, we better make sure that the mouthpiece is in, in working order. So therefore we start off, Kalnidre, Isure, Vahara, which is we try to get rid of all the sins that we've committed with our mouth, now that we're forgiven for that, it's almost as if we recalibrate the, uh, the mouthpiece. Now already, the tefillot will be able to be, to be accepted. But there's another interpretation that we can say over here, which is worthy to, uh, to mention. From this Gemara, the Gemara says that the Mitzorah, when he's walking out, Tameh, Tameh, Yikra. Right? He says, I am Tameh. So I saw one of the Ba'alim uh, Musar to the very deep uh, psychological insight on uh, this, these words of And the general rule is like this. People cannot see their own flaws. The Gebarah says, A person cannot see his own flaws. We're all prejudiced. 
we're all uh, subjective. We cannot see our own uh, deficiencies. However, uh, psychology teaches us that while you might not be able to see it in yourself, a person sees his own flaws in somebody else. This is an amazing concept. Your human beings are actually mirrors of themselves. So when a person criticizes somebody for a certain uh, uh, defect, in all probability, he has that defect. That's why he's able to see it in somebody else, because he's seeing the reflection of his own shortcoming in the other person. In English, there's a saying, which people don't pay too much attention to, of the truth of it, but they say it takes one to know one. And that's a very deep concept. It's not just a, you know, a, a rhetorical response to somebody. Oh, if you're seeing that in me, that must mean you're connected to that to pigam, to that to defect itself. And that's why the Gemara says, Anybody that's posel another person, he's really poseling himself. He's indicting himself with that criticism. Uh, he's really exposing himself to what he really is. Oh, so that's what they want to explain to Gemara. Somebody that is Tameh will call somebody else Tameh. If a person has a certain Tuma'ayim, a certain uh, deficiency, Tameh. Rest assured, he's not going to see it in himself. And you call Tameh, you have to fix that problem. I don't have that issue. But rest assured, the guy who's Tameh, Tameh, Yikra, he'll call the Tumah to somebody else. Okay, comes the Gemara and says, Gufa, we learned above. Amar of Yohanan. Mishum na Mishum amin Yohai. Mishum amin Yohai taught. Mepneimah tiknu tefilah belachas. What's the reason why they established the Amidah? That it should be done in a silent tone. Shelo lebeyesh et ovre averah. Right? We don't want to embarrass the sinners. Because sometimes now, I mean, now you confess sins. We don't want the guy to say it out loud and everyone's going to know, oh, he did this sin, he did that sin. Just like the confession that we make today is also done. Similarly, in the Beit HaMikdash, when a person would bring a Qurban Khatat and a Qurban Ola, one is for a sin and one is just for a donation, they would bring it in the same area in order not that the, 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 the sinner is not highlighted. So people will not know what the guys are online for. So comes the Gemara and says, Velo, what are you talking about? There is a difference between a Qurban Khatat and a Qurban Ola. That's where you sprinkle the blood. Which means the sprinkling of the blood, the Qurban Khatat on the Mizbeh, on the wall of the Mizbeh, there was a line. That line was called Huta Sikra. Certain Qurbanos, the blood is sprinkled above the line, certain is sprinkled below the line. Qurban Khatat is above the line, Ola is below. So it's going to be revealed. Which is when the Quran sprinkles the blood, everyone's going to know, oh, that's a sinner and that's a, uh, you know, that's a Ola. Because the Qurbanos were identical. So they cannot tell from the Qurban. Where they stood was identical on the northern side of the Beit HaMikdash. But at the time of the sprinkling, you can embarrass the sinner. Because everybody, when they see that the blood was sprinkled above the line, huh? this was a Qurban Khatat. So I thought you're trying to protect the, uh, you protect the sinner's, uh, uh, uh So comes the Gibran says, Hatam Kohen, who the who are you worried about? The only one that sees the sprinkling is the Kohen. We're trying to protect him from the other people, from the uh, bystanders in the Metta Megdash that are coming. But the Kohen, that's only one guy. And that, uh, we're not uh, too concerned about that uh, issue. Okay? Comes the Gibran and says, Va'ika Khatat, what are you talking about? Qurban Khattat is brought from a female animal, and a Zakhar and Ola is brought from a male animal. 
So right away, the people will know who the sinner is. Just by looking at the gender of the animal, the people online will know what he's there for. Hatat can only be brought from a nekeva. So give us no problem with that. Hata mechasya be'alya. The tail covers the uh, the private area of the animal. So nobody really knows if it's a female or not. So it comes to Gibbon and says, Tina kamsa. Yeah, that's good if he brings a sheep that has a tail. However, if he brings a goat, if he brings a goat, there's no tail on a goat. And that was going to be revealed. The Gibbon says, hey, that's not our problem. He did it himself. He embarrassed himself. Nobody told him to bring a goat. He should have brought a sheep. If he brought a goat, he embarrassed himself. We're going to protect the guy, but if the guy doesn't want to protect his own uh, image, so we can't help him. Understand? Which means if the guy wants to bring a female animal, let him bring a sheep. So they won't be embarrassed. Nobody looks at the animal because the back, the back of the animal is covered. So can we have, well, let's say he brings a goat. Who told him to bring a goat? He could have got away with bringing a sheep. He embarrassed himself. The Gemara says, yeah, that's not good. But there's one type of sin that you have to bring a goat. That's Abu Dazara. Also, therefore, what are you doing? He has no choice but to bring a goat. He's going to get embarrassed because everybody's going to be able to see the gender of the animal. They're going to say it's a female. And what's going to happen? They're going to have claims. They're going to say, oh, he's a sinner. Comes the Gemara and says, On the contrary. There we want him to be embarrassed. You know why? It'd be kapara for him. Jeez, Abu Dazara has a major sin. So the moment we can embarrass him, we'd rather embarrass him. Now, Tosafot has a question over here. Tosafot says, if you want to embarrass the guy by Abu Dazara, not only should he be, uh, uh, bring the goat, which is going to embarrass him, everybody's going to know that uh, it's a female person, they should put him on a different location. So everybody will uh, really uh, know. So Tosafot comes and answers, that no. Once he's exposed, what do I care? The point is he's exposed already. Once they know already he's a sinner, what do I care about putting one a separate line already? To expose him twice, he's exposed already. Then you don't, you don't need to do it uh, any more than that. Okay, comes to Gabbana and continues. How do you know the Kiriyat Shema is able to be read in any language? From the word Shema Yisrael, they learn. In any language that you understand. Shema is in any language that you understand, that you perceive, you can say the Shema. In the Tanur of Kiryat Shema, Kichtava. According to this Braita, Kiryat Shema can only be read in the way it was written, meaning Belashon, because the Vrei Rabbi. So we have a fantastic amount of everything with the B and Hakamim. In what language can Kiryat Shema be read? According to the B, it's read in Lashon. So comes the Gemara and says, "My Ta'amad the Rabbi, what's the reason according to the Rabbi?" Amar Kera Vehayu, Vehavayatanyu. Vehayu has the very ma'ele. They should be in its way. What's its way? Lashon Hakodesh. The Rabbanan Amar Kera Shema. Bechol Lashon Shatashomaya. Good. They learn from the word Shema any language that you understand. The Rabbanan the Mehakti Vehayu. What do the rabbis do with the word? From there we learn that you have to read the Kiryat Shema in order. You cannot read the words out of order. How does the B know that you can't read the words out of order? From the extra here. extra here. How does teach me that you have to read it in order? You cannot read it. The rabbis do not donate the extra here. 
which means that extra is not masma to them this dirasha. So therefore, they learn the mafla from the words value. Now we go the other way. Oh, what about the B? What do you do with the word shema? Shema is masma in any language that you understand. So what do they do with that word? So comes the Gemara and says, From there they learn you have to say the Kiryat Shema out loud. But your ears have to hear the Shema. So Shema, but a banan on the rabbis, what do they do with the word? How do they know that you have to say the Kiryat Shema out loud? They say you don't have to say it out loud. And therefore they hold that you didn't say it out loud, you you'll say it. So therefore, they, don't, they use Shema for Bechol Lashon Sheata Shomaya. They don't Doresh that you have to say the Kiryat Shema out loud. That is an interesting Musar on this piece of Gemara as well. So basically, we have a Machlok at the Bina Hashem. Can you say the Kiryat Shema in any language or not? Halakhal and Asli, we are post-sake that you can say Kiryat Shema in any language, but it's not advisable because there are a lot of words in the Kiryat Shema that don't lend themselves to interpretation. For example, the auxiliary word, it. How do you explain it in English? It's a hard word to interpret. And for that matter, there's a lot of dirashot in the Hebrew that does not lend itself to the, to the English. And therefore, the Mishnah advises that even though you can say it in any language, it's better to say it in Hashanah Kodesh, and you will be Yotzeh with all the kavanot that are laden in the words themselves. But there's a Musar on this. The Gemara says, Shema. Which means, let your ears hear what you are uh, speaking. A lot of times people find themselves contradicting themselves. So the person will be a preacher and then he preaches all sorts of lofty ideals, right? But then when it comes to his own behavior, he doesn't, uh, he, he, he doesn't follow through. So the Pasuk is coming to tell us over here, Shema, let your ears hear what you're saying. In the Tefillah we say, that the Torah is our life. We're going to study Torah day and night. How many people say that uh, countless times a day? Where are they in the Beit Midrash? How come they're not coming to study? How come they're not coming to learn? We might tell these people over here, right after they say that, we always say Shema. What is the Shema? Listen to what you just said. You just said, we learn Torah day and night. You don't learn Torah day and night. And therefore we're inconsistent in our, it's very easy to verbally make these declarations, but to actually follow them through is another story. Come to give it a little further and says, now, let us say that Rebiyo, that Rebi was the opinion that said that what? That Kiryat Shema is to be read in Lashon HaKodesh. Right? Kichtaba. So Yomorah says, Lema Kasabar Rebi, let us say that the we must hold that the whole Torah when it was given, it was given to be read in any language. That's why you need a pasuk by Kiryat Shema to tell me that Kiryat Shema is the exception only in Lashon HaKodesh. Because the rest of the Torah can be read in, all the other ceremonies can be read in any language. The They tell me that the Torah when it was given. It was given to say over Lashon HaKodesh name, not only, what do I need a pasuk of value by Kiryat Shema? If the whole Torah was given over Dafka to, 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 to recitation to be done by the Sunnah Kodesh, what do I need a special pasuk by Kiryat Shema to tell me that it has to be done by the Sunnah Kodesh? It must be that the whole Torah was given over, that it could be read even in another language. That's why you need a pasuk of Vahayu by Kiryat Shema to say this is the exception that has to be done Dafka by the Sunnah Kodesh. Gabriel says, no, it's Tarikh Meshum Dikhtiv Shema. No, I can tell you really the Torah was given over to be read Dafka by the Sunnah Kodesh. 
Also, if that's the case, we don't need the pasuk of Vehayu by Kiryat Shema. No, because they have another word, Shema. From the word Shema, I would have thought it could be done in any language. That's why I need the word Vehayu to offset the Dirasha of Shema. Lema Kasabre Rabbanan. Maybe the rabbis all let us say, when the Torah was given over, it was given over to be read specifically in Lashon HaKodesh. Because if you want to the Torah was given over to be read in any language, we're running the word of Shema. Shema teaches them that you can read Shema in any language. The whole Torah can be read in any language. So it must be what? When the Torah was given over, it was given over only in Hebrew. And that's why I have a special pasuk by Kedah Torah to tell you, but this is the extent that it can be read even in any language. The Gemara says, no. I can tell you really the Torah was given over to be read in any language. So what do we need the Pasuk by? Shema is Tariq Meshum Dikhti Bayu. To offset the word value, because value would have told me that has to be done after the Surah. So Shema offsets that language. So therefore, basically what the Gemara is saying, you have no proof from what they hold by Kiriyat Shema to the way the Torah was given over. There's two ways to say the Torah was given over. Once you touch the Torah was given over to be said, all the recitations of the Torah can be done only in Hebrew. So you know, once the Torah was given over, it was given over to be done in any language. So we wanted to make this machlok, uh, how was given over, based on the machlok between the B and the Banan by Kiryat Shema. We wanted to say like this, the opinion that says Shema can be read in any language. They must say the Torah was given over specifically for Hebrew, and that's why you have a special Dirashah by Shema. Tell me Shema is the exception. You must say no. The reason why I needed Dirashah for Shema, because you would have thought, since it says Vahayu by Shema, it also has to be done with Rosh Hashanah That's why you need to offset the value to say Shema. And the opposite by uh, the B. The B says that why the Torah was given, that Shema has to be done Davka in Rosh Hashanah It means the Torah must be given over in any language. And that's why I need a special pasuk by Shema to tell me it's Davka in Rosh Hashanah Kodesh. says, no, we like to say the Torah was given over in Rosh Hashanah We don't need pasuk by Shema, because to offset the word Shema, because Shema would have told me any language. That's why I need the words value to teach me Davka in Rosh Hashanah Then we cannot make these two makhluk independent to each other. Baruch Amen. Amen.